Are you looking for authority building content, a way to have immediate sales conversations with your ideal prospects, and have it all done for you? A Media Leads Sales Podcast may be the answer. Go to medialeadsco.com to find out more. Today on the show, strategy plus action equals business growth through personal expansion. We're talking about how your business may be destroying your life. It's time to think bigger and make bold moves to create the life and business you were meant for. We're here to give you the latest in marketing strategies and the confidence to put them into action. We bring you hardworking entrepreneurs starting from scratch and visionary leaders of cutting edge companies looking to scale. You have a front row seat as we guide these business owners to a path of massive growth through customized marketing approaches and creative sales initiatives. Welcome to Strategy and Action. Here are your hosts, Jason Croft and Jonathan King. Brian Jenkins is on a mission to empower high-achieving people that have big goals, who are striving to be the best and the most stellar version of themselves. As a resident of the Canary Islands, he has a deep passion for promoting growth and human potential while focusing on the alignment with self and purpose. But with clients around the world, he has proven himself to be an impactful leader in the coaching space and has helped hundreds of people change their lives. Brian Jenkins, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Great to be on with you, gentlemen. Man, this is an absolute pleasure to have you. We've got Jason Croft here and, hey. and we're just ready. We're just excited. We have a bit of a trifecta, don't we? Have I'm here in the Canary Islands, you're in mainland Spain, and have uh, Jason there in Colorado. I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's a good we got we got mountains between all of us. I think looking at that great background. Well, Brian, you know, after connecting with you and just watching you over the last couple of years, uh, it's it's been amazing to see you and your business growing. The first thing I want you to do is just tell us. That, that special thing that you do, what is it that you're doing that no one else is doing that I've been able to benefit from by just following you? Too. I appreciate that. And thanks for that, uh, that introduction. That's um, probably one of the biggest compliments that can be paid is just how people perceive it from the outside. So thank you for reflecting that back. Um, for me, what I'm doing is I'm putting an emphasis on really challenging men out there who are doing quite well in their business and their profession, um, specifically men right now. I do work with women as well, but you know, sometimes I feel like we as men can get left out in the space. So my role is to uh, help these men still keep that ambition, that drive, the success that they're creating around their business, but also get that personal side back into it. I mean, the real things that make us feel fulfilled, you know, like those hobbies that we want to do, the relationship, the romance, um, those the guys who have kids, you know, to actually spend more quality time with their kids. Like I, I, I help them get that part of their life back or even introduce them to it because some of them don't even know it exists. They spend so much time cranking out the business. They've just neglected it. So uh, my focus is, is on bringing those two pieces together and uh, in alignment to make sure that they understand that two things can happen all at the same time. One doesn't have to negate the other. That's great. And how, so, so how do you do that for folks? Like, what is that? What form does that take? And um, I mean, is it is all kind of online coaching through there? Are we, are we talking calls, in-person stuff? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment right now, I'm here based in uh, the Canary Islands, Spain. Most of my uh, coaching is done via video chat, just like we're sitting here right now. Um, I do have some clients here that are on the island, but most of them are going to be video. And we go down to the basics. So it's funny because oftentimes men will come to me, um, particularly men, with the with a problem that will be, let's say, for example, the last one was around health. He reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I saw one of your videos. Um, I would like some help with some exercise and, and losing weight and getting in shape. I'm not a personal trainer, but I do pride myself on taking care of my my body and my health. So after sitting on a call with him, we got down to the the, ba the basics of uh, or the the base of really what is holding him back is not that he can't necessarily get his health together because he knows what to do. He knows about eating. He told me about what he needs to do to eat. He told me about the times. He tells me about the portions. He knows the stuff. So. Mm -hmm. What's actually stopping him from getting his health in check? Well, stopping him from getting his health in check is actually being able to take a stand for himself and lead that part of his life. What we found out is actually what was holding him back from that is where his business is doing really well. He has a um, uh, you know um, a business in Maine. I don't want to say what it is. I almost did. Uh, he has a business in Maine. Um, and what was actually help holding him back from the health side was there's a, a bit of a strain of relationship in his marriage. He doesn't feel that his partner, his wife, is actually supporting him in his goals and his desires to improve himself, which I understand. You know, I mean, I'm lucky that my wife and I, we share very similar goals. So, you know, we can actually support each other. So for him, where he's trying to eat better, he doesn't have the support from his wife. And so it makes it more challenging for him. So that's up to me to then get down to, well, why is the, the marriage uh, not really vibe in the way it could vibe for him to support his health and his marriage overall? So that's usually where it starts, to be honest with you. It's, it's very rare um, that people come to you directly and say, hey, Brian, I'm out of balance in here. I'm balancing here. Help me fix it. Right. It's usually I'm feeling I'm struggling here. Something doesn't feel right. Um, help me fix this. And then we get down to the roots of it. Man, that's that that's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, and what I've seen, even just from the content that you've put out, you've been able to help people solve problems in in multiple, multiple areas of their lives. You know, you just mentioned health. You mentioned the marriage and and, and I don't even want to say solve problems. It's, it's more take advantage of opportunities to do something different, to, to create different commitments or show up differently. Um, what has been your favorite uh, space to, 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 you know, take advantage of opportunities in? What, what have you helped the most with with your clients or kind of what's that that favorite thing that you've been able to, to, to help with? At the end of the day, it's my clients having the confidence to take control and to lead their life in different areas, right? So I'll give you an example. So on that example with this, this man here, um, without going into too much details, there's a lack of confidence in leading his marriage. Doesn't mean that he needs to dictate the marriage. Doesn't mean he, he needs to tell his wife what how the marriage is going to go. Leading the marriage just means that he's going to set the direction, he's going to set the tone and also be flexible with it. Um, the same thing happens with a, someone I just finished with here actually on the island is something very similar with his marriage, but also in his business and his overall confidence. He he has his success. He created a, 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 a language school here on the island. He's now in real estate. Um, he's he's so he's able to create he's able to um, create communities, able to obviously teach and to show people how to be more confident as, as it pertains to their language. 
but they're still lacking a a deeper sense of uh, of, of of leadership and how he guides his clients because he wants he wants he wants to be nice he wants to be uh, amicable he wants to be agreeable he wants people to like him you know which I get I I, I also have the same thing you know um, but when I can see that people can actually step up and have confidence to say okay right as a professional as a boss as a husband as a father this is what I want for my life and actually go for it. That to me is is the magic sauce. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And that's how we're able to get more permanent, long lasting results, because I could sit with someone for a week or a month and we can drill in to get quick results because they have a big project. And that's that's fine. Sometimes we'll do that. My passion is getting down deeper beyond that because I want sustainable change. I don't want people to have to feel dependent on me as soon as they confidence and get down to um, their own, again, personal leadership uh, to, 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 to be the, you know, take the helm of their own ship, then I'm happy. So that's, to me, what I love to see at the end of it is just that, that spark in their eye. They think when they say to themselves, I got this, right? And that's, and that's huge. I mean, that, to find that thing that, that, that lights you up like that and change, because that's when you can get down to that and then help someone find that for themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. And I know Jonathan and I both have, if, you know, we've, we've had our own journeys, right? You know, going down that path. And for some reason, it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's hard to do it for yourself. And it takes having somebody else to hold that mirror up and guide you down the path. And how do you get somebody down the path a little bit? You know, how do you go, get them from like, I don't know. Like I can tell you what's happening. I don't know why. How do you how do you dig in and, and figure that out with somebody? Curiosity, you know. Honestly, at the, at the end of the day, even for me, um, as confident as I am in my experience and the time I spend with people, uh, I remind myself to always be curious that every person is an individual. I, you know, I, I you know, we started off saying who would be my ideal client, my avatar, the person I'm looking for. Although I have kind of those parameters, when I step into this space with them, I treat that person very new, like it's a first date, essentially. And I want to know all those details, like what makes them tick. Um, ask some of the questions to something they may have said, like it wasn't the main point of their sentence or, or their or their response, but it just stuck out to me. So, so tell me a bit more about that, right? And let's go down that path and just keep on asking the questions. And what will happen is, is you can imagine, especially people who are quite confident and they have their success in business, almost automatically without thinking, their ego and their pride is going to shoot up. And they're going to say, hey, I got under control here. Like, you can't really tell me that I'm doing something wrong. I have my success to prove it, right? A, number one, you've come to me for a reason. Uh, number two, let's actually get put the success aside, for example. Let's get down to, you know, why it is something's not working. And typically what we'll find out is, is although... You know, for the, the, uh, the example I gave you, you know, the gentleman was saying that he was struggling in health. Well, there's a lot of the, the roots tend to touch other things. So it wasn't necessarily that the health was a problem. It wasn't necessarily that the marriage was a problem. Those roots were going down deeper, touching other parts of our lives. So once we're able to get down to that, we're actually able to solve a multitude of problems or, or pain points that people are experiencing just by getting down to it. So it's on my behalf, being curious on the client's behalf able to be willing to be open and see and and accept where they are because at the end of the day sometimes it's hard for us to say damn like i do have this but i'm really missing this and actually own that and once they can own that then we can get to work i mean 
I'm not going to say I'm fortunate, but there, I haven't had too many clients who have their guard up so strong that I have to just end the sessions, right? I just can't say, I, I can't help you. I can't, if you're not willing to open up and to acknowledge where you are, I can't help you. I haven't had that yet. Um, luckily, after, again, asking some questions and some tough questions, you know, you can see them squirm. You can see them feel uncomfortable. And it's sometimes uncomfortable for me, you know, but at the end of the day, that's why they hire me. They're not hiring me to be their friend. They're not hiring me to be agreeable. They're not hiring me to say, yeah, you know, Jonathan, JC, you guys are doing great. I'll tell you that. And I'll say, hold on now, you're slacking, <laughs> right? Yeah. Go back to that. You said you're going to do this. Why haven't you done it? You know, you said this is important to you, but your actions aren't, aren't dictating that it's important to you. So it's that relationship uh, with, with trust and confidence that, you know, we can develop to get down to that, that rabbit hole. Man, that's that. Those are the things I love, and and even just you know the the importance coaching has played in my life uh, because of that ego thing. I was successful at a young age and, and owned businesses and did this stuff, and that allowed me to do uh, create commitments to myself that were later in what I'm now finding out as I'm doing the work uh, detrimental. You know, I was like, oh, I can I can essentially stop learning because I I had success such a long time ago or, you know, I've always been able to get a girlfriend now I'm married now, but uh, always been able to get girls and Put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> always been able. That's not a problem, but it, it it's often not the result of of what I was doing. That was was the problem. It, it, it was really how I was going about it or, or what was at the root of that in my mindset and then these habits that I created. And then without people like you, it's been it, it was very difficult over the last 30. Uh, I don't want to say that long, but over the last 10 years, call it that, to be able to recognize that. And so what I see, uh, one of the things that you're doing incredibly well, especially through some of the content and the stuff that you put out and that group that you have, it's you're just holding up this mirror that allows people to see things that they didn't see before. You know, we, we've got we've got these blindfolds on in uh, while we look in the mirror and they're 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 they're, you know, uh, tinted glass. You know, we're looking through our own lens but when you hold up this clean mirror you can see everything that's wrong and i think that's that's been you know one of the things that you're incredibly incredibly gifted at doing as well just to piggyback on that like i share a very similar story to you where again you know growing up you know things came easy to me sports came easy academics came easy to me um meeting people getting girlfriends getting in circles those things really came easy to me um, so what happened to me is when I moved to to uh, to London, when I did my my MBA almost 10 years ago and I moved to a different country, different culture. And I kind of came in. I, I'll be honest with you. My ego was slightly inflated because I had my circle well established in Orlando. I was involved in different kind of associations, boards of directors. And, you know, I had a well established group. So I just thought that I was going to transfer all that to London and just be accepted and walk right in mm -mm. London. Will, um, will strip you naked, tar feather you, throw you out in the street. <laughs> and that took, that was a huge, huge, huge uh, shot to my confidence. I'll be honest with you. And it took me several years to recover from that. And when I'm talking about several, I'm talking about six or seven years to really, one, 
recognize what the hell happened because I didn't even realize what was happening because it's a bit of a slow process. Well, for me, it was. You know, I, I was doing the MBA, so I was studying. I, you know, met new people, and that part was exciting. Um, and I think it started for me one when I was wanting to get established as somebody in London, and no one really gave a damn what I did in the United States. I said, "So, what do you know here? What do you know about London?" I don't know the, the Big Ben. You know, I couldn't really. I didn't have context. I didn't have reference points. You know, um, so the the next step of it was is when I finished. It took me almost a year to find a job, and it has never taken me that long to find a job. Like I've, because of context, that's how I always got my work. That's how I always was employed. And so now, like I became a professional job seeker, and time and time and time again, getting a no, no, no. Well, most of the time, you don't even get a response. Um, that was killing my confidence as well. So I started started to question myself. Well, damn, am I really good at what I do? Like, do I add value? Am I someone who is important? Like that started sinking in. And that's where really, to me, became um, the biggest detriment to me. Not really what people were telling me because it was all my perception. It was what I was telling myself, but I didn't realize that self-talk was um, diminishing my value, my worth at a deep, profound level, you know? Um, And it's been an upward um, battle to, to, uh, to get out of that. And going back to your last point is it, I avoided many times asking for help. Why? I don't want people to know I didn't have it figured out. I don't want people to know that I didn't have the answers, that I was struggling, that I was scared, that I was sad. I was, you know, I was all these things because when people are seeing me in London, like, oh my God, your life is so great. That's so cool. You're in London. And I didn't want to destroy that image that people had of me. Like, I love the image. I was like, yes, it's fantastic over here. <laughs> As I'm like crawling behind my laptop, you know? Um, so I know I'm not alone. I know there's other other people out there, especially men. And so I just want them to know it's okay to to feel that way and understand that the more you try to to hide that or to avoid that without asking for help, the more damage you do to yourself and the people around you, especially people who depend on you. So just thanks for sharing your story and allowing me to elaborate on mine because I think it's very important. Well, and, and, and I think the way that you help people, if you hadn't gone through that, I, mm. I, I think people could people couldn't relate you couldn't relate as well you know when people come to to somebody who well they just don't go to them if they think oh yeah they've got it all figured out they've they've on that when you have that story of i've been right there (laughs) you're feeling this right now yes and they're like oh wow how'd you know that you know because i've been right there on the other side but also, I think, and I think a very key distinction too is coming out the other side, right? Yeah. You don't want to go to somebody, a coach who's in the middle of it, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, we're all on a journey. There's always an evolution, but um, when you've come out the other side, so not only have you gone through this, but you found a way out. Awesome, I can grab onto that and, and find a way out as well. Right, it's a very, very good point. And, and to be honest with you, it's a. Uh, you know, that's why I find to be one of my one of my strengths is because it's just like what you said, really, my avatar is me. So when I'm when I'm describing to who I want to work with, I'm talking to myself, you know, three years ago, you know, the guy who wouldn't have been open or available to even entertain personal development or talk to a coach or to admit that I had a problem or that I didn't have it figured out. You know, that's the person I'm going for. So I'm just talking to myself three years ago. <laughs> Man, I love it. And and I, I I think you know even even on that same same note it is and I know in this space uh, it's called the work you know can you elaborate a little bit about 
what someone can typically expect. They're coming in, uh, you know, we we all are able to connect more. And what especially what I've seen through this process, getting to know you, um, is sharing those those pain points and sharing those struggles allows us as men and as people to mm. connect at a deeper level and then be ready and be open to receive some advice or some 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 help. But you know, it's it's great to get the advice, it's great to get the strategy, but that action, you know, mm-hmm. the work. What are people typically doing during that period? What what does that look like? What does the work look like? You know, we're we're often afraid to do the work, in which has been a struggle of mine sometimes. Uh but what does that look like for your clients? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, and I'm glad you asked that because, you know, some people are shocked when I tell them that they're, that they're not ready to to work with a coach, or at least particularly with me. Um, and I haven't had to turn too many people away, but there has been that time where I said, you're, you're just not ready, you know. Um, and what? why do I believe that they're not ready? So when you say, what is the work? The work is being able to, one, acknowledge where you are. So right now, your situation is here. Your location, your origin is here. You want to get there. People are almost always very clear on the there, the money, the body. I don't want to argue with my wife. I want more free time. I want to travel. They understand the there, but sometimes people will struggle to admit where they are in the here. You know, they'll still they'll keep saying, well, I wish I could, but my wife, I wish I could, but my business partner, I wish I could. But doing the work is taking responsibility for everything that you can do. That's not to say that there aren't external factors that are going to challenge you that you don't that you need to consider it just means that we are going to um, be radically responsible for what it is that we can do to change that that's part of the work number one number two beyond that is once we identify what that there is and we actually have have owned where we are now then we can say what is it going to take to get there so if we use the uh the guy here for example as we keep the uh the the examples uh, concise um For him, what did that look like? That looked like him taking steps to be more confident, having more difficult conversations with his wife, which can be challenging. I mean, you know, you guys know, uh, you know, we're in relationships. Sometimes there's a conversation that we know we want to have, but we don't because we're afraid it's going to upset her. It's going to lead into an argument. She may get emotional. All these things that may that may, you know, tell us don't have this conversation. But there's also that says, if I don't have this conversation, is it going to get better? Does my wife really know, you know, where I stand in this relationship? Does she really know that this relationship means something to me? Because on one side, we may think, okay, I I don't want to, I'm going to protect her. So I'm going to avoid it. But at the end of the day, if we're not taking leadership of the marriage to say, hey, babe, like I have this, this problem or this concern or, or this is how I see the situation. I want to, I want to talk to you about that. She's never going to know if, if, if it's actually important to us, she's not going to feel that. But having that conversation and accepting that she may cry, scream, get emotional, all these things, but you're able to hold your ground there and just not react to that, she'll also feel that. So part of the work is having those conversations. Part of the work is actually him following up to those clients that initially told him no, because he didn't want to be a pest. He didn't want to bother them. Or he feels like, you know, maybe um, um, I don't want to be too pushy. So Going back to him, say, but you told me that you want to help them get their dream house or you want to help them sell their home to take that money, that capital to then invest in their dream. Are you doing that if you don't follow up with them? No, I'm not. Then what do you need to do? 
I need to pick up the phone. So doing the work is leaning into those things that are uncomfortable to us. You know, it's it's challenging those ideas that we have about what we believe a certain outcome is going to be, what we you know uh, believe an outcome is going to be because it happened in the past, and saying, you know what, the only way I'm going to really get to that destination is if I'm own where I'm at, number one, and number two, take those consistent steps to get there. It's not necessarily an easy process. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. We have to re- recognize, like you, Jonathan, you said, you know, you know, ten years ago, you recognize you're in this, in this, in this, uh, this, this process. Well, if it took ten years to go through that process, it may take another ten years to get on the other, other side of that. You know, but it's not going to be an overnight thing. So the work is is being committed to always taking those you know, these examples and getting better at the conversations with your wife, getting better at those, 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 those fault calls with your clients, getting better at being patient with your kids. If you have them, um, being better at making time for yourself. This is my thing. Like I am, you know, um, uh, the worst at this is making time for myself in the day. You know, I get so keyed into doing this, you know, helping people. I forget to help myself, you know, Mm -hmm. just stop and, and play the saxophone, stop and take a walk, stop and play with my dogs. Right. Like, that's my thing. And part of my work is, Brian, set an alarm for your phone and you're going to do it because you know that's how you want to show me at the end of it. So it's being consistent with what I say that I want and making sure it happens. Mm. Yeah. And some, and sometimes those those conversations that we avoid, whether client, wife, whatever that is, we think we're avoiding it because, oh, we don't want to hurt we their reaction, their reaction. When actually, we're hiding because we don't mm. want to hear what we know is coming. <laughs> we don't want that insight or we don't have the confidence in what we're, we we say we want or we say we're going to do. And we know we're going to get called out if we have that tough conversation. And a lot of times it's, it's pulling that out and go, all right, <laughs> I needed to hear that. I needed that feedback, you know? But Jason, just so you said on that, on that last point though, is that that's another example of doing the work. Is because if we're hoping that we're going to say something and just use an example of our wives or our partners, and we don't want to have that conversation because we're stressed out, we're tired, whatever it may be, and we're hoping for easy mode, you know, because you know we, you know, our wives we don't have our wives don't come to easy mode. Our wives always come to like the ultimate challenge mode, always, right? Um, but being willing to say I might hear something that I'm not going to like, but can I say, huh? But you're right. Uh, you know, actually going back to the, the last guy we're talking with, um, to identify with him is he was, for lack of a word, complaining about his wife's lack of, lack of support. But I was able to identify quite quickly. I said, but it sounds like you treat your wife like an employee. So it sounds like you're spending more time on your business than your marriage. So if I were your wife, I'd probably wake up in a bad mood, too. You know, I can't I can't, you know, but be able to acknowledge that, you know, for him to say, OK, hell, all right, you're right. Actually, I do kind of put my wife on, on the back burner, you know. Man, and there's there's just so much power again in in that reflection and and just being able to to bring people to that to that moment. And for me, I, I just get so excited about it. And why I wanted to have you on to even have this conversation is to spread the message of of that. Sometimes it's it's this, you know, you're changing habits, you're making new agreements. That will then change the trajectory of your life, change the trajectory of your marriage, of your business, of your health. Like, and and how valuable is that to somebody? How important Oof. is that? If this ends in 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 love or it ends in fear, you know, it ends in love or it ends in death. It ends in something extremely negative. 
if you don't take control and and make that decision to to make that change. And so that leads me into, you know, uh, something else you said about being uncomfortable, living at your edge, pushing forward and challenging yourself. Um, Those seem to be some of the biggest things that you're encouraging clients to do. Uh, What is one way that people can 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 start to identify ways to make themselves uncomfortable and and move into living closer to their edge? Mm. The easiest thing, and, and, and it may sound almost too easy, is just ask yourself, what do I what makes me uncomfortable? What am I not wanting to do? What am I not willing to do? You know, sometimes that's the easiest thing. Um, you know, the easiest way to identify that. And kind of going back to what Jason said, using the example of the conversation with our wife is when you ask yourself that question before you're quick to give yourself an answer to excuse, like, no, 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 I'm not avoiding that because I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm avoiding that because of, no, 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 no. Ask that question really just, just without any kind of rush or pressure. And then just ask yourself, why is it really that you don't want to have the conversation with your wife? For the, for example, you know, why is it that you don't want to follow up with the client? You know, really when it comes down to it, you don't want to be rejected. You know, it's not that you feel like you're going to be a pest. You don't want to hear no. Again. So then my next question is why is it that you don't want to hear no? What's the fear around rejection? What's going to happen if they tell you no, right? So for the, someone who's who's watching this now, start with that. What are you avoiding? What is it that thing that you don't want to do? And get curious. Ask yourself more questions about that. Um, what I t- tend to do is actually make a practice of on my Sunday nights before I go into my week is just the three er- main areas for me right now is my marriage, uh, my business, and my leadership in, in different kind of um, groups that I'm in is how can I go to my edge? Because in all three of those things, I have my edges. Sometimes as it pertains to my marriage, for me, it's still sometimes those conversations that I don't want to make. I don't want to upset my wife, you know? So I'm leaning into Brian, what can you, what conversation, what question can I ask my wife this week that she may get emotional? Um, but can I hold this space for, right? For my business, how can I have a conversation or put a piece of more vulnerable content out there? How can I share more of myself without the fear of being judged without the fear that people are, are going to think like, Oh God, this guy has to has problems. Why would I work with him? You know, like I need to be able to go first and say, Hey guys, like this is what I'm dealing with right now. That's my edge around my business, um, around my groups. It's actually being edgy and actually pushing guys a bit further, right? Because sometimes I'm thinking, okay, well I'm pushing him, but maybe I don't want him to back off. I don't want to lose him. I don't want him to leave the group. I don't want him to feel picked on. But at the end of the day, it's my edge to say, Hey, my he has come in this group to be supported and to have that mirror held to him. If I don't do that, I'm not honoring him. I'm not honoring what I said I would do. So those are just three examples that I use, for example, to find that edge. And so I would say the same in your sphere. You can start just with business. You can start just with uh, you know your health. Why, why, why are you avoiding making that list? What's stopping you from waking up a half an hour early to do 20 minutes of pushups, whatever it may be, right? Um, and play with that edge a little bit and get curious about it. Before you go on to find 20 different edges, because we have lots of them, mm-hmm. one. just pull one thing out, work with that for a week, two weeks, right? Get that going, and then you can go on to the next one. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. You, you touched on that a little bit on, on, on that piece of content and stuff, and that's where, you know, my mind goes with all this. You're so strong in that, in putting out that content, and that's... It seems to be that that's where you found um, the way to reach out to folks and to kind of grab that attention and, and start that conversation. How 
how critical has that been for your business? Wow. Um, I pause a little bit because actually that's what started me um, um, to do that because one of the biggest, uh, how do I say this? Um, proverbial uh, balls of chain, I guess the balls of chain, <laughs> ball and chain, <laughs> this weights that was holding me back is if you go back to, I mentioned uh, this sense of lost identity in, in London, that whole transition. Uh, about two and a half years ago, I recognized that this fear of, of not looking good, of wanting to be perceived, have everything under control, um, I didn't realize how much it was controlling my life until I got into uh, a coaching group myself and I had that mirror shown to me. So I made a commitment to, to share almost everything. There's not too much I don't share. And the things I don't share that's mainly out of respect for my wife, <laughs> just because she may not be so open with me, she'll go going, you know, going all in. So that's been my way of getting out of my head in this whole fear of people judging me, what people are going to think when I say this or when I show this or when I, you know, uh, whatever, whatever is, whatever is was what I thought was going to happen. Um, that's been, you know, uh, very good for me in the business because that has been, a, uh, that's allowed me to open up conversation with other people. So not only did I prove myself uh, wrong that people didn't judge me, at least they didn't to my face is I actually got something else that I didn't expect. More people saying, hey, I, I understand that same ha thing happened to me. Or I felt that way in this situation. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't expect that. But that also was able to create trust where people can understand, okay, this guy is actually, he isn't just preaching from a soapbox. He's not hasn't read a book. He's just kind of throwing it out there. He's actually talking about his personal experience. I can relate to that. And that gains trust, which and to me is probably one of the biggest things that makes these relationships, uh, these coaching relationships work is to have that, that trust. Because at the end of the day, I need these guys to be able to go into the depths where they don't want to go. I need them to be able to share things that they may not even shared to their best friend or to their partner, you know, to their parents or to their, their brothers or sisters. Right. Because once we can get there, then there's a lot of, of healing. There's a lot of transformation. There's a lot of growth that happens right there. A lot of baggage that gets off of people. Right. And, um, and if I can just share, you know, the, um, the gentleman here is, uh, trying to think of just how, how I can share without, you know, giving too much of his details. So anyway, when we got down to the, the, the roots, I was, I was going to switch to Spanish, Los Raices, Raíces, Raíces. <laughs> the roots of his, um, of his, 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 his wanting to, 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 um, to look good, you know, his, his, his lack of confidence. It came down to childhood. It came down to childhood where, uh, he was not, he had to assume, a, um, the, a man's responsibility in his household as a kid, you know, before the age of 10. And was really not only was he not getting recognized by people in his family, he was actually getting put down for not doing a good enough job as a kid. He didn't even really recognize how much of that has carried on to him now into his 40s. Right. And so we don't think about that because we at that time as a kid, he obviously he passed it. He survived it. He got on from it, but didn't realize how much of that was still stuck into his eight-year-old self within still making, you know, um, you know, driving his life as a 40-year-old, right? So it just goes back to that trust. And so when I'm able to open up and share that process for me, it allows people like him to open up and then we can get, really get down to the thing that's really holding him back or the people back. So it's huge. And those roots, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I call it the middle of it. Maybe it'll be another year, two years, not really. It 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 actually 
in the middle of, of, of work, but tapping into those things from childhood that show up at 32. And the reasons why, I mean, and, and I, I swear it's been the best experience. Some of the conversations Jason and I, Jason and I have just around that personal development and and attacking those things and then noticing the difference in how we show up after being able to address that and then mm -hmm. realize and then forgive ourselves or forgive those other people, mm -hmm. you know, for for you know their parts in 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 that situation or or whatever. But it's it's just been extremely impactful. And so, you know, I love the fact that you're sharing this content because it, it allows people to connect. It allows you to get new clients and and bring in new guys and help more people. Um, so I'm going to call you out and call you forward a little bit, man. Where is your show? Where is the, the Brian Jenkins podcast? <laughs> good question. Good question. You know, uh, part of that journey of putting that content out there, I did start doing, uh, you know, interviews. Um, but I pulled away from it. I don't even remember why. Oh, because Facebook for a time stopped doing the uh, the, the, the split yep, screen. Yep. Yeah, and I, I lost patience. And I just kind of lost yep. momentum and never got back to it. And uh, that's a good question. Right now, I'm actually putting my attention into uh, an online course and actually building community. So actually, a podcast is not off the radar yet. It's just not a right now project. Um, one thing I'm really good at doing is getting excited by a lot of shiny objects. Woo! And I Call us out. <laughs> You're so, on the phone with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm right now in the process of saying, okay, no, Brian, finish this, do this well, and then go on to it, right? So Ooh, the podcast is definitely there. It's just a not now project. I got <laughs> you, man. <laughs> and you keep know. in mind as you go through this, though, too, that's that's interesting uh, that you say that because I love that. You're putting, putting that course together. And, and that discipline that you just lined out, is exactly what you know we have to sit there and you know tell each other constantly just like all right that's good that's the that's the next one that's a good you know we're getting better at that um but also as just something to think about as you go forward with everything you're putting together for that course putting video putting knowledge putting all these things out keep all of that all of those then become podcast episode, even not even just the interview base like this, but just in that authority base kind of show, which then of course funnels people into your course and all of that too. Yep. So just keep that in mind as you go through, it can still be a later, I'll put this on the shelf, but Oh, Hey, this is episode one. This is episode two in your double duty. Right. 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 No, absolutely. That's a great idea. I'll be honest with you. Something that, um, I, and I know it's not a me thing. It's, um, is moving through life and forgetting to go back and recognize the process, you know, cause I get so focused on, okay, right. What's the next goal? What's the next thing that I totally forget. Okay. Go back. There's some nuggets there that I forgot about. Right. So yeah, definitely good call on that. Absolutely. Man, I, well, well, thanks yeah, so much for well, being on, man. This is awesome. Absolutely. No, had a great time. Had a great time. And I'm, I'm happy to come back, you know, to dive into different conversations, you know, um, because it is, you know, just one, one last thing is, um, that I did want to say because it, it brought my attention to it, what Jonathan said, uh, as we were talking about this, um, um, the inner child is just for anyone who's out there, out there watching it, it's oddly enough, I think more men have more daddy issues than women. All right. And I'm going to throw that out there because, I, and the reason I say we have more is because we don't even want to admit it. You know, we don't want to even recognize it because, like, 
no, me and my dad, you know, we just had the distance or we never had a good relationship or we were great. And that's it. But the thing is, there's, there's a lot more in there that we don't really recognize that comes from that dynamic and that relationship that still guides us. And, you know, people think like, well, no, I, again, I, I have my business. I have my success, my cars, my house, my money. So obviously I'm doing good. Right. OK. Well, not to make this political, um, we all know of a, of a U.S. president right now who has relatively all of the success that anyone would want on paper, right? The car, the woman, the, the house, you know, the, the leadership role. But I can't speak for anybody else. But for me, without having met him personally, I personally don't see someone who is that aligned with himself, who has a good connection with who he is as a person and what his greater role is here. That's my opinion. So that's not an aspiration for me. So yes, you can have it all. And this guy arguably has it all, but I would say on some side, on, on, on other side, has nothing, right? Um, nothing up to me that's really of great, great value. So just if you can keep that in mind to just just change to challenge your thinking on how it is that you see success or how it is you see different um, things that may be holding you back, and you think that no, I don't, I don't have daddy issues, I don't have any inner child issues, I don't, I don't have any traumas, I don't have any pains, da da da. Maybe there's something that you don't you're gonna be thinking about, you know? Can you get curious about why you do that thing, you know? So it's uh, just thanks for bringing that up. So I want to point that out as well. Man, and even just piggyback on that before we close, there's I, I, I am the product of of generational daddy issues. If you want to make that make that simple, and I mean I I grew up and had a great life and saw my father do as I mean create provide an incredible life, but doing what he knew, but coming from his broken relationship with his father that's still affecting him that then breaks our relationship in this generation my grandfather was orphaned as a child so you see you can go back and then uh his father's grandfather was a slave so you know yeah. we could get into true i can track it down to why i talk to my dad maybe once a month by text message <laughs> right right yeah and and, and, you know, the challenge that coaches and, and friends like you have, have been able to call forward in me is that that deep, what legacy am I going to leave? What am I going to be known for? What challenge? How am I going to live at my edge? And one of those things is breaking that generational curse, breaking that generational practice of having this disconnected relationship with your father. Because at the end of the day, that's where all of my bullshit comes from. I'll be honest. That's that's exactly yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. And I know it. <laughs> so, I'm going to put that hashtag me too on there. You know, I don't know if I can No, no <laughs> lie. But I think that's just a lot of men. So, uh, Brian, tell us, you know, who, how, how can people find you? There's, there's people that this message definitely resonated with. We want to put them in contact with you. How do we get in touch with Brian Jenkins? Yeah, perfect. Well, I'm just in the process of the final stages of the website. So you can find it at uh, brianchristianjenkins.com. Brian with an I, christianjenkins.com. Um, you can find me on a uh, you know Instagram, which is um, Brian Christian Jenkins or B Christian Jenkins. Same thing on uh, Facebook, uh, Brian Christian Jenkins or B Christian Jenkins. And just whatever way is easier for you to contact. Um, being in, in, in Spain, uh, most of my clientele is outside uh, of Spain and mostly in the United States. So send me a message. We can, you know, uh, arrange a call and just see where you're at. 
you know, see what you may or may need, may not need help with, you know, um, how do you know you may need to call me if you just feel something's off? I'll keep it as simple as that. Only you know what that is, right? So you can stop, take a deep breath and just check in with yourself and see what does not feel right. What do I want more of that I don't have? And if it's something you can't identify that, send me a message and then we'll get to have, have a conversation. Fantastic. Brian, thanks so Brian, much for being on. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. We'll see you all next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. You've learned what's working on the front lines of business. Now it's time to get to work. Apply to the Strategy and Action Group on Facebook to learn more and for a chance to connect with the guests on this show. Join us next time for Strategy and Action.